Go. Is there trouble in the all elite paradise? Is the most despised, most hated villain in all of AEW looking to leave the promotion? Yes. What is going on with MJF? Hell in a cell may not have Roman Reigns. What? Roman Reigns may not be on Hell in a Cell. Plus, on top of that, we have news developing here as well about AEW Blood and Guts, their own big cage match event. What's going on with that? And we're not even done there. As what is the future of Renee Paquette? Obviously, she is, of course, married to John Moxley of AEW and had a long history with WWE. Is she going to be involved with pro wrestling TV in the future? And what is the future of WWE's next in line program that sees them recruiting some of the hottest athletes in college sports? We have a lot to get into. You share that link or you stink. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. What up, what up, what up? Watch out, watch out, watch out, game. Watch out. Uh, um, it's a Thursday. We have a lot to talk about here after AEW Dynamite. Hell of a match with Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen. Wow, they nearly My God. crushed each no, other uh, out there. No regard for well-being at all. How uh, many ways can you destroy your body in 10 minutes? <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> they were in a rush. <laughs> they, were, they were in a rush. How many injuries can you cram into a small box? Yeah. Uh, so hey, I want I want to shout out to all the diehards that are with us, David Sanson. Watch out, Army! Yeah, the the, uh, the notifications are working again. Yes, so. yeah, there I we go. It. So yeah, uh, also the people watching on Facebook, we're now on Twitch. We just launched our Twitch channel. It is super super new. Uh, we are looking on doing things on there that we won't do on our other video channels like YouTube and Facebook and our maybe, podcast channel. Maybe WWE no. 2K related. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. So we'll get into it. Let's jump into the news of the day. This is broke by uh, old uh, tip of the cap. Don't have the hat on, but I'll tip it to Millennial Melter himself. Sean Rassap and the team over at Fightful Select talking about this uh, alarming story, which has been developing. This is not the first time we've heard about this, but we've gotten a lot more ideas and the story is starting to flesh out. MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, is the hottest heel in wrestling. You, the fans, more than 100,000 in a panel of experts, voted him the heel of 2021. He even posed with the award from Sportskeeda Wrestling, and he's uh, on a hot streak. Now, he's still under contract with Ali Wrestling through 2024, and he's already bragged about the bidding war of 2024 will be for his services, and he's yeah, already talked it about it night. and openly said in interviews, that if WWE has an offer, he's listening to it. Uh, and now he recently did an interview with MMA Hour, a well-respected host of content in MMA and pro wrestling, Ariel Hawani. Now, it's worth noting, Ariel Hawani broadcast WWE content and works on BT Sport over in the UK. So maybe, maybe that's not somebody that the AEW wants you frequenting and fraternizing with. And apparently this interview that MJF did some time ago with him aggravated AEW president Tony Khan uh, to the point where they had to have a discussion about it. And how come that wasn't approved by AEW PR? I can tell you that AEW has that type of policy with booking their talent. Uh, and I've talked to talent in the company, and that's how they have to handle things. So here's someone going around that saying, I want to do this. So I'm going to do it. And now, apparently, those things, those overtures he's made about going to WWE are not just things he's doing as FJS. This isn't him in character. As I've interviewed him, and he was very much uh, in character, but very aggressive about it. And it was fun. It was fun. 
Uh, and I didn't mind that. I enjoyed it. But the fact that he's doing this stuff isn't just him, you know, stirring the pot like he does with everything else. So what does it say about MJF? What does it say about the free agency of, you know, big televised wrestling right now? Yeah, so according to uh, the update, of course, uh, the thing with Ariel Hawani was last month. And that was reported by uh, uh, reported as well. Uh, this is an update to that, that MJF is said to be le leaning towards leaving AEW when his deal is up. Of course, anything could change. We still are two years away from that happening. and uh, But right now he is leaning towards heading to WWE once his contract is up in 2024. Um but uh, also, Fightful's been told that they're not 100. He's not 100% on leaving the company. As he said, there are still two years left till we get to that point. But, you know, I've always said that uh, MJF should at least have one run in the WWE. I didn't yeah. think it would be immediately. I thought maybe it would be after his second deal. But right now, it sounds like things are not really getting any better between him and Tony Khan at this point. <clears throat> Jose, you yeah, take this. I mean, this is the, I honestly think he is really trying to stir the pot to get people talking about him, make him the number one free agent whenever that happens, whenever mm -hmm. that comes, because everyone on social media is going to be talking. Everyone uh, in, in this business is going to be speculating on what MJF will going to do. Uh, you know, we have fans right now that I'm looking in the comment section that are saying he ain't going nowhere. We have other people say that he'll do great in WWE. The fact of the matter is that we don't know what he's going to do. But the fact that it's only a year and a half away, 2024 is not that far, guys. 2024 will be here like that. All right. We're going to be talking about next year's WrestleMania in the next six months. So mm -hmm. just think about that. All right. 2024 is not far. So the fact that he's already building hype to his 2024 contract expiration, he's getting his name out there. He's getting people talking about him. To me, he's stirring the pot. Regardless of what he does, it's going to be great for wrestling. Uh, let's see what the fans are saying. Delwyn Jones saying WWE would get him MJF TV offers, movie offers, higher merchandise, paychecks, worldwide audience to build up his fan base. It's true. The the WWE platform is a massive one to go to, and, and, you, and you get something from it that maybe you don't get at AEW, or maybe it's just different, you know? Uh, so uh, David saying, I can't see MJF going anywhere. His character would be so neutered. At KN. I don't know what he means by KN here. Uh, uh, other people just saying, Kevin Rules, thank you so much. Chris Jackson, I appreciate that. I thought you were going to ask, what does he mean by neutered? And I would be uh, no dick. <laughs> uh, this one from David Barclay, uh, who always has a hot take. Thank you so much. David from the Barclay Center. Uh, if TK loses MJF, I think it just solidifies the point that I've been making for a very long time. AEW needs to at least have talent relations teams, if not a department. I don't know what their structure is. I believe they do have a talent. Uh, they do. Uh, Christopher, yeah, they Daniel, do. Christopher Daniels is the head of it. Uh, he is. Uh, I know people that have dealt with him, but is it the same thing as like a WWE type thing? No, they're just it's they're different. They're no, different because companies nobody that... can replace Johnny Ace. I am people power. irreplaceable. I am one of a kind. People power. There you go, hey, Jeremy. You're doing um, a great job. Thank you, uh, Thomas. <laughs> wish you the best on your future endeavors. Future endeavors. <laughs> and uh, you know, I got a hot wife. People already uh, fantasy booking MJF and WWE. Will be cool to see MJF and WWE feud with Miz since the characters are, uh, are are similar. Yeah, it's true. 
true you know first feud first feud in wwe is gonna be with cody come on (laughs) it'd be crazy hell in a cell is coming to chicago uh where there's gonna be a lot of wrestling action in june Uh, AEW and new japan also gonna be there but they're gonna be at the old rosemont horizon all-state arena coming up june 5th for the annual hell in a cell event and apparently the reigning world champion of wwe is reportedly no longer going to be there he's no longer being promoted for the event for hell in a cell coming up here june 5th uh give me the latest on this is this lines up with news that we've heard that uh, roman has a new deal in wwe that lightens the load on him we'll not see him on live events and we'll see him really just focus on major pay-per-view events coming up here in the summer but why not hell in a cell well i think uh it was it i can't remember who i talked to i've talked so much this week i don't know if it was jose if it was rick if it was sid but I think it was Jose. We were talking about Hell in a Cell is not really that major pay-per-view. Money in the bank mm-hmm. is. So mm-hmm. uh, Roman taking this off is is uh, not a surprise. They're saving him for the big show. He's going to be there uh, at Money in the Bank. He's going to obviously be there at SummerSlam. He'll be there for Clash of the Castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, they're just, you know, Hell in a Cell is just not viewed as one of those big five pay-per-views or those stadium pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're just not going to have the title defended there. You do have plenty of feuds that you could have inside Hell in a Cell. You got... <laughs> Uh, you got uh, you got Judgment Day. You could probably have a six person intergender Hell in a Cell match, which I think would be pretty pretty That'd be damn historic. Cool. I think that'd be pretty damn cool to have uh, Judgment Day <clears throat> take on Finn, AJ, and Liv inside Hell in a Cell. Obviously, you could have Cody and uh, Rollins be in Hell in a Cell. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know. Personal it, issues. You go inside the, the, story, the, the cell. It's got to be there. a personal issue. It's got to be yeah. people that really hate each other. There. What? Yeah. Yeah, story it, it, for yeah for Cody and Seth, it's there. I think. Yeah, uh, you know, Becky and Oscar really hasn't gotten to that level to be inside Hell in a Cell. To be honest with you, um, so if the, there may not be a, a a women's only Hell in a Cell match, that's where they maybe include mm-hmm. Rhea and uh, from Judgment Day and Liv with Finn and AJ. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, you know, does, does is there anything on SmackDown that's worthy for Hell in a Cell? You could do RK Bro maybe and uh, the Usos inside Hell. In a Cell. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I think the, the, you, you got a few stories that you can do inside Hell in a Cell. Seth Cody, that makes sense. Uh, Judgment Day with Finn Balor, AJ Liv, that makes sense. Uh, the tag teams, the, the Raw Tag Team Champions and the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, mm-hmm. that makes sense. So I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. But he's i agree with with one of the comments here i mean i think he's starting to take a page out of uh out of brock lesnar's book because this is this is a good play this is a good play think about it right you're the undisputed wwe champion of the world you've been going at it non-stop for almost two years straight now right you are the greatest wwe champion in the modern era now you have solid value now you have what they call blockbuster appeal so now you don't have to have him at hell in the cell because you can have a, a, a pretty damn good show mm-hmm. without roman reigns but then when you get those stadium i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make any appearances into only stadium shows uh, if he only does stadium shows, i mean that be, might be a stretch but i could see him doing stadium shows like just doing stadium shows he doesn't need to do arena shows he only does stadium shows i don't know if i'm the tv partner i'm not too happy about that <laughs> you know what I mean? You make him the number one attraction. Like, like this is why he's in the stadium. Yeah, I know. I, I, I get it. But I, I just like if you're the champion. I know you that's how I'm saying. It's a stretch. It's a reach. All right. It's it's a stretch and a reach. Let's get over to this story here. This one is is interesting here. It involves Renee Paquette. Oh, we'll do the blood and guts. I'm sorry, they jumped ahead here. Uh, AEW blood and guts. This is their Hell in a Cell. This is their mega cage event. 
Uh, they did this, of course. Uh, they waited for fans to come back when they did this last year. And it was one of the first really, really big things, I think, that showed they were going to try and push the limits of what they could do when they are at Daly's Place. This, of course, took place between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle uh, and ended with MJF, a bloodied MJF, pushing Chris Jericho off the top of the structure, uh, crashing to the stage below. Well-received match. I think people really liked it. I wouldn't call it one of the best AEW matches of all time, but certainly interesting. An AEW spin on something you've seen in WWE, a big, massive, violent cage match. So what is the latest on this? Uh, oh, good old Uncle Dave saying that blood and guts, it's on its way back. If you watch Dynamite, it is pretty obvious. Uh, very awesome inclusion of the Blackpool Combat Club coming to the aid of uh, uh, to, of Santana, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston. So uh, it's something to note. Wheeler Yuta is going to be, if this is a double or nothing thing, Wheeler Yuta is going to be gone. Uh, he's going to be doing best of super juniors in new Japan. So if they do this at uh, you know, we're, we're going to have five on five, we're going to have yeah. Kingston and uh, Santana and Ortiz along with Moxley and Danielson against the Jericho appreciation society. I, I have a, a very good feeling that's going to happen. I don't know about, um, I don't know about double or nothing. Uh, the first one was just on a regular dynamite. So uh, that's remains to be seen. I, I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen here because the the last blood and guts that we all saw had a lot of mixed reactions like you know Jericho's awful fall mm-hmm. that match with uh we, you know with MJF uh, so there's a lot of people that were still have a bad taste from that blood and guts match. Uh, I, I think also the fans that got to see it were upset about it because exactly. I'm I'm hearing from fans who attended the show live. They said, "Oh, it was fun, but you couldn't really see anything." Like it was yeah. the way the way it was set up. It was kind of um, it, when you're in that amphitheater space. There's a lot of sight lines that are kind of blocked. You you know, I mean, we're yeah. getting a picture of it now that you can see here on screen if you're watching the video. So I, I heard that, and, and that's part of the you know the production usually comes when you're doing wrestling at this scale. I mean, you know, if you try something once and it fails, you try again, and if it fails again, then you just don't do it again. So I think they should just try it one more time in the arena. Make it a pay per view. Don't make it a TV show. Make a spectacle out of it, and uh, and I think the fans it, will be happy. It would not surprise me if they do this on television. It would not surprise me if they do this on television. I'm not saying I know mistake. that, but speculatively, and here's why, because they're throwing so many big pay-per-view, like, attraction matches that are marquee things. Uh, you know, they've done several death matches now on TV. They've done a lot of blood on television. They've done a lot of things on TV that could have been on pay-per-view. Mind you, they don't have the same pay-per-view structure that WWE does where they're doing a pay-per-view every month. Uh, so they, they're going to have big match like we saw last night, Darby and Jeff Hardy. That that match was put together in a matter of weeks. It was put on television and was a tournament match, but it wasn't like on paper. It sounds like, wow, that sounds like a dream match. You could put that yeah. on pay-per-view. I mean, Darby said it himself. He wishes there was build to it and vignettes and things like that. Yeah. So, But I mean... Not everybody gets what they want, you know, in wrestling. It just this is AEW's in a competitive space because they've been getting hurt and damaged by the the, the schedule shakeups and the schedule conflicts of having to go up against pay-per-view uh, you know, playoff sports, rather. WWE has too. They've taken a hit with the NBA playoffs and the NHL shakeups. We're seeing it the, tomorrow with Rampage. It's gonna air at 4 30 Central, 5 30 Eastern. So I mean, I mean, if you're on if you're on the West Coast, there's kids. Spot. Kids are not going to even be able like if you're a young kid and you're 13 or 14, you're a high school kid. You're not getting out of high school on that. that sh- like you're getting out of high school and that show is going to be on TV. So, I mean, that, that's kind of hard. It's a really, really hard position to be in. And and I don't hold I don't hold it against them, but it is held against them in the sense that they have to compete with it. So 
it's challenging times. So that's why I think you're seeing these big matches on TV and, and the sense of, all right, if you're going to watch our show, you really can't miss these, these amazing things we're going to have on television. You know, Renee Paquette, Renee Paquette left WWE some time ago. Of course, uh, her and John Moxley started a family. They are married. Of course, John Moxley now one of the biggest stars with all the wrestling. And of course she became a beloved figure in WWE. What is her future in uh, broadcasting? She's currently with the volume podcasting network via iHeartRadio, and also appears a regular, on programming content for Fight Nation on SiriusXM. Uh, a great talent. Just a very, very admirable person. Very endearing to the world of wrestling. And, and was a wrestling fan before she worked for WWE. Uh, she started to open up about, uh, you know, the future of something with a wrestling promotion. What's the latest? Yeah, she had an interview with NBC Sports Boston recently uh, asking Boston. about... Boston. You guys see it correctly there. Boston. Uh, with the return to the Did WWE. Did you see them blow that lead against the Bucks? Yes. Oh, God. Ah. Screw them. Uh, uh, I I wanted to get that in because I knew it would piss you off so much. In regards to the uh, WWE, she said she would return if the right opportunity uh, was offered. And, of course, was uh, mentioned about uh, AEW, of course, her husband, John Moxley, there. And she goes, the thing is, I don't know uh, what would I do. I don't want to do commentary. I don't think backstage interviews is the move. So I think, again, it'll have to be something different, something that I feel like uh, using my skills in the best way. It's trying to find that sweet spot. I love doing backstage interviews, but I've done that for so long that I need to find what other things I can do. Uh, you know, if it's like a cool sit-down interview or an expansion or something like the sessions, being able to talk to the talent and do some rate, some great personality profiles. I think everybody absolutely admires Renee Paquette. And it doesn't matter which industry, if it's WWE, AEW, Impact. I think everybody respects and knows what Renee Paquette's about. Um, so it doesn't matter if it's AEW or WWE. Just think of the fact that if she does end up working with any of those companies, she is bringing an immediate value to that company so because she's just tremendous at what she does i actually think she ain't gonna go anywhere i think she's got a great gig right now doing her podcast from home she gets to be home with her daughter she got that she has a gig with sirius she has that gig with iheart i think she's pretty good right now so i don't think she needs to have anything with aew or aew or wwe yeah she just put out a cookbook no rush (laughs) no no she's she's doing well man she's doing great yeah, absolutely. Uh, other people saying they love the podcast Oral Sessions, which is such a suggestive name. Renee, you always just te- <laughs> always walking by that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. kind of um, like kind of like on Twitter last like last week when she said, "I love the uh, the BCC," and everybody thought she said BBC. Oh, come uh, on, yeah. Jeremy! I know. No, I know. no, that was Jeremy. a thing. That was a that thing. That was a thing. Jeremy, that was a comedian, thing. and that's low. That's I am low. stating no, that's facts. That's terrible. That's terrible. I am stating facts. I am stating facts. It is facts. fact because she did say that, but <laughs> I'm just saying that people are just illiterate. It's BB, BCC. Come on, man. Yeah, there we go. Um, hey, how about shout, that? How about that? Twitter uh, goes, shout out got to, a dirty ass mind. How about a uh, shout out to that uh, commenter from Twitch? Thank you. <laughs> shout out to our people on Twitch, the Twitch, the Twitch dude. Hulk Hogan was smuggling peanuts in his thong. <laughs> What? Well, okay. <laughs> what? If, if that's comment, what we're getting from Twitch. Comment I guess. of the day. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Sports Kita Wrestling. We should, we should just all take a quick, like, two, three second pose with this comment and just, like, point down at it. Just be like. There we yeah. go. Got it. All right. There we go. Screenshot. <laughs> One word uh, Sports Kita Wrestling. Uh, subscribe to the Twitch. Brand new channel. Do there, it. So. Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> 
Uh, let's jump into the conversation here on our final story of the day. One of WWE's big initiatives for recruitment in the past year or so is to focus on youth and also take advantage of recent changes in laws with college athletes and how those same college athletes can make money off their name and likeness, hence NIL, name and likeness. Uh, now, WWE is launching their next in-line program. This will see them recruit college athletes to be potential future WWE superstars. Uh, they've already announced a previous class. I, I briefly got to meet some of these people. Uh, excuse me for forgetting some of their name at the WWE Hall of Fame. Very excited guys. They were excited to be in the WWE fold. Uh, and they were pleasant and, and nice to be around. These are college athletes who could have a potential in pro sports, but WWE is basically kind of supporting them by saying, well, hey, in your offseason, you come here and you come to the Performance Center and we see if you're going to become a superstar. And if it doesn't work well for you in the NBA or WNBA or w, uh, you know, NFL or any of these other things, come on down here. Uh, so uh, they've announced a second round of recruits. Once again, this is all youth focused. Uh, and this is WWE trying to make those superstars from the ground up. So who do they got? They got any studs here? Well, no, they really didn't announce anything. They are going to be making an announcement in, in June uh, as far as who's going to be part of the actual thing. But this is actually at the inaugural NIL <laughs> summit that's going to be going down in June. And during that summit is when they're going to be unveiling that next class. Um, as you guys know, we reported this a few months ago, unveiling that first class uh, through NIL. And they're just looking to, to capitalize <clears throat> uh, on this. The first member to get the first name that was signed to the NIL program was Gable Stevenson, and now he's been drafted over to Raw. So this program looks to uh, be working, and now that they're going to announce that second round coming this summer, uh, I think this is going to be tremendous. So we'll see what happens, but right now they just made the announcement that the NIL Summit is in June, and that's when they're going to make the announcement of who is going to be in that second round of recruits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy, your take on this. I know you've been a proponent of WWE should focus on hiring independent wrestlers. They have recently. Uh, I know you're not opposed to this, but this is a unique way of trying to take advantage of some recent things that changed in the country to maybe find that next Brock Lesnar, you know, the guy you get out of a different sport and you turn into something big, right? Yeah. Well, again, we're uh, we're still a couple years away from probably yeah. learning the true uh, value of doing something this way, uh, but it's a good way to find uh, young talent uh, early. But again, like you know, Gable Stevenson, you know, you're, you're getting people that are not have not been in pro wrestling, so you got people that are going to be a couple years away from really uh, making an impact. Gable Stevenson may be an, an exception, uh, they, mm -hmm. they may try yeah. to rush him too much, too. Who knows? Uh, but you know, the majority of these people are probably at least a year away from being on NXT, let alone anything of, of, uh, of high, uh, uh proponent there, uh, of, of high, uh, you know, exposure. Some keen viewers noting, uh, Damon Kemp, that is Stevenson's brother, Gable yep. Stevenson's the gold medal Olympist Olympian who is signed with WWE Diamond Head. Mine. Yep. Uh, yeah, he is being presented as a new member of Diamond Mine, the faction with Roderick Strong on WWE's NXT television. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, some of the, he's probably one of the first few names from that from that type of effort that are on there. It's also worth noting that WWE is still recruiting people and just saying, you're in the Performance Center. Here's a recruiting class. And some of those are, you know, non-NIL I mean, people. You know, hey, no. here's an independent wrestler we got. Here's here's a stubby, here's Roxy from Ring of Honor that we got, you know. Here's someone who has some ring who has some wrestling experience, but they're really just a college athlete, or they're from judo. You know, I still see them going that route. It's just surprising they're not focusing nearly as much on on 
um, televised wrestling talent, you know? Uh, so, I mean, I get it. It's, it's probably, maybe it's cheaper. And <laughs> maybe, the re- well, also the reason they do it because they want to develop those future yeah. superstars and mold them into their vision on what their version of a WWE mm-hmm. superstar is. Um, as you know, as we, we hear this all the time, especially from trainers at the performance center, when these, uh, a lot of these indie guys or, or girls show up in WWE they have a lot of bad habits that they do in the independent circuit yeah. where it really doesn't translate on NXT because it's more TV driven. You mm-hmm. have to look for that hard cam. You got to know, you know, the facial expression. It's, it's, it's a total different machine. And I think that's really what they're trying to do. They're trying to churn this machine. NXT was the catalyst. They bring in, you know, these talents they develop them in their image. And now with NIL, they're just taking that program and amplifying it and making it more formal at a collegiate level, which is tremendous because now college athletes have that opportunity that if they don't want to go to the NFL, if they don't want to go to the NBA, mm-hmm. they can do the WWE NIL program. So it's a good blueprint, man. Certainly interesting to say the least. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for a longer edition. We do the Freestyle Friday every Friday. Freestyle Friday! With the SKQ&A, that is where you control the conversation in the final segment of the week on the show. Uh, we'll also cover the news of the day, and you will control the conversation with all of your questions. So get ready for those, uh, and that's going to be pretty sweet. Uh, some other content coming along and popping off this weekend. Uh, a possible big WWE interview I'm supposed to have. Uh, we, we've had this guy on with Sports Kita before. Uh, he is pretty influential, and I will see if this gets confirmed. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope this one happens. Uh, but I would say it is somebody that everybody loves to hear from, and he has a lot to say, and he always leaves you wanting. I wonder. I wonder who could it be? Who? We'll, we'll see. I wonder who could it be? We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Ooh. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, Tyler saying, I love how sports gear is like <laughs> lies about everything. MGF is a good friend of Tony and no one cares about WWE. It's a work. It's a work. No one. No one cares about WWE. Tyler, Nothing's a shoot. It's Tyler, all a Tyler, work. Tyler Stevens. Listen, we're just Brill. reporting what, what Fightful Select is reporting. Yeah. We're not. We're not skewing anything we're not lying about anything all right on, so guys. i just want to make it clear that we are just relaying the information it's hard for me to see the screen my eyes are rolling too much <laughs> that was broken to us and given to you know the news outlet so yeah we're just reporting the news guys you know take it as you want you guys make your own opinion but these are not lies so there you go so just just calm down it's okay these Take are billionaires. Breath. These are billionaires that you don't know you don't owe a personal obligation to. So that's okay. <laughs> you can just watch wrestling and enenjoy it. It's all right. And remember, just take a deep breath, as we say at the end of every episode. How fitting, how fitting that we got that text right before the end of the episode. <laughs> and then we asked you to calm down. Relax. Take a deep breath. It's all work. <laughs> And enjoy wrestling. Let yourself get worked and enjoy wrestling. Yeah. It's all work. Talk to them. It's all work. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out.